I think what the strength of the parade is tradition and what hasn't changed. And the fact that the marching bands, the floats, and the balloons still are the stars of the show and the volunteers. I think it's what what's old about the parade is what's most comforting about the parade. You're listening to the unofficial Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade Cast with your hosts, Erica and Peter. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the unofficial Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade Cast. I'm Erica. And I'm Peter. And we are actually really excited to do this podcast because I think this is a creative venture that neither of us have done. But before we get into the podcast, I figured we should probably give a little backstory about who we are and why we're qualified to do this. So we've known each other since kindergarten, and we're both in our early 20s. And even though we've both gone to different colleges, and I live in Florida now, and you still live in our home state. Vermont. It is not a part of Canada. It's a common misconception. (laughs) Um, We are still best friends. We still try to see each other a couple times a year. And we decided we wanted to do this podcast. And by we, I mean me. Because I'm obsessed with the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Can you tell everyone what you told me before we started watching this? Because I've watched, like, every parade since 97. And what have you done? I've never watched a full Macy's Day Parade from start to finish. I've seen bits and pieces. Like, I've watched bits and pieces on the day. But I've never watched an entire parade in its entirety. So, uh, this is (laughs) a new thing for me. So we've both been involved in high school marching band parade productions, and we've both done creative ventures in the past, but this uh, podcast review of the Macy's Day Parade is a new one for us, so I hope that you all enjoy the podcast. Let us know if you have any feedback. There was a little bit of inspiration behind this podcast, which is a fun little special announcement at the end of this, so stay tuned. But we figured for our first episode, we should talk about the history of the Macy's Parade. So let's get into that. So to start with the history of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, it actually was not called the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It was originally called the Macy's Christmas Parade, but it was still on Thanksgiving. And the first parade was in 1924. Um, And it was started by some Macy's employees. Um, Most of them were immigrants, and they didn't really have any holiday traditions for this American holiday, and they wanted to put a smile on people's faces, so they made this parade. The first Macy's parade was held in 1924. It was a six-mile-long trek starting in Harlem and ending in front of the flagship Herald Square Macy's store. And I just want to say a quick anecdote. Our longest parade in high school... Uh, was only a a one and a half mile long parade and oh my gosh I could not imagine what a six mile parade would be like that would just be so exhausting and our longest parade was actually in our hometown so on the morning of that parade which was Memorial Day we would get up and like fight traffic to get to our high school (laughs) and then they would shut off the main road through our town which cut off the truck route and it really annoyed a lot of people 
it backed traffic up for hours. Like, it did not recover until 11 a.m. the next day, and that's what time the parade started on Memorial Day. We actually did multiple Memorial Day parades. We also did one the Saturday before Memorial Day, which was in Essex Junction, Vermont, and we thought that was the longest parade we had marched, and as it turns out, it's only a mile long. But let me tell you, it never felt like that. And I feel like we should uh, clear the air. Um, I did not march with an instrument in high school and middle school marching band. I only held the banner or twirled some flags. Peter was doing the real work out here playing instruments. So yeah, as Erica said, I played the flute and the trumpet. I didn't want to learn the trumpet, but I kind of had to. You see our small high school band had way too many flutes my junior year, and it was either learn a new instrument or play cymbals. And I didn't want to play the cymbals. Drum section was really unruly. So I was like, you know, I'm going to learn trumpet. It was an experience. And my favorite part about holding the banner or twirling the flags is that we were in front of the drum major, so sometimes y'all would stop, but the drum major wouldn't signal, so we'd just keep going, and we'd turn around, and you guys were, like, a quarter of a mile behind us, and we'd have to stand there and wait for you guys to come back. Yeah, our parade productions were kind of a mess, but it, it was a good time, you know. Uh... And because we were in a small, 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 small town, we didn't do marching band like you see in the movies, like where they perform on football fields. We didn't even have a football team. We marched in three parades in the month of May, and that is all we did marching-wise. We didn't compete. It was just a part of the concert band grade, wasn't it? Yeah, the marching band was part of our grade. We did adjudicated events for uh, high school orchestra performances. And I was not graded on my flag twirling abilities. Um, I just happened to be in the morning meeting of the band teacher, and I was in chorus and acapella group. And that's how I got to be the flag captain for many, many years. And I spent most of my time ironing the flags, so... On occasion, instead of going to chorus, I would go down to the band room and march with the band. So the way the Macy's Parade got started, it featured live animals, floats, bands, and of course Santa Claus at the end of the parade, which is really important because the Macy's Parade is known for kicking off the holiday season. And a personal little anecdote we have here is that it takes a lot to keep such a large parade interesting for the audience. Like, you don't want a parade that's just floats or just live animals or in our case just marching bands which peter and i have actually participated in a whole parade of just marching bands yeah it got pretty boring after a while like it is fun and novel to see all the different marching bands and their performances but how many different takes of John Philip Sousa's works do you need to hear? No shade to John Philip Sousa, but it got to the point where our band teacher had us playing pop music, like we did Happy by Pharrell Williams um, our senior year, and one of our favorite cadences was Shots by LMFAO, 
because we were running we were running out of more creative things to do and the uh, the parade we're referencing is known as the Allstate Parade so what would happen is in May to kick off the Allstate Music Festival they would ask all the marching bands from across the state and Vermont's not a very big state um, to come and perform and it was just a parade of marching bands and I don't know if you remember this Peter but because our school's names started with a V we were like dead last every year (laughs) and sometimes they were so far away our band teacher wouldn't take us she was like we're not going one year it downpoured and it was miserable and I remember we got back because all of us were drenched and the band room just looked like a graveyard of uniforms because they were draped over every band chair that we had And you guys didn't have band for, what, like two days? Because we didn't know what to do with all the soggy uniforms? I think my favorite All-State Parade was the one where we drove all the way to our destination, which was about an hour away. And then it thunderstormed for 30 minutes, so we just drove right back home. (laughs) But yeah, we have been in a parade of just marching bands, and it's nowhere near as magical as what Macy's does. They put on a spectacle like no other, and it's really important that they have all these elements because it's what keeps the audience intrigued for that two to three hour broadcast. So speaking of broadcast, there isn't much available for audiovisual recordings for the earliest Macy's parades. The radio broadcast of the Macy's Parade continued from the 1930s up to the 1950s when the radio broadcast began to be phased out in favor of the televised broadcast. The first televised broadcast was actually in 1948. And although we don't have footage of the earliest years, there are still photos online of the earliest Macy's parade balloons and let me tell you some of those are really wild my least favorite balloon has to be from the first year with balloons the carnivorous fish you can view pictures of these balloons just about anywhere on the internet but i'm personally browsing the macy's thanksgiving fandom wiki and if you have some time please go on there and take a look at some of these early balloons because they are wild Um, I have a personal favorite, and that would be Eddie Cantor, because he was the first human figure, like, real person to be turned into a balloon, and it's really something else. I also really like Officer SOS 13, because he looks like he's about to go tell on you to your mom. Like, he looks like he's gonna go tell your mom, and she's gonna discipline you. I think the first balloon from any parade that I personally enjoy has to be Fritz the Dachshund from the 1930 parade. Actually, the guy who created the first balloons was actually a puppeteer named Tony Sarge. And when he passed away, they described his balloons as grotesque. Unfortunately, there was a pause in the Macy's parade balloons. That was in 1942 to 1944, and that was for World War II because they were saving the rubber for the troops and some of the existing balloons were actually taken apart to have the rubber donated for the troops fighting in the war. So balloons are the most iconic part of the parade. It is the part that everyone gets hyped for and we always want to see some old favorites come back and then we want to see the new balloons coming in. 
And in the beginning, they were pretty generic balloons, like a tiger or the carnivorous fish. And the first licensed balloon they ever did was in 1929, and it was the Cats Jammer Kids. And I had no idea who the Cats Jammer Kids were, but Peter, however, just had to learn who they were. Well, like, who were these Cats Jammer Kids that were so famous that they deserved to be the first licensed character? Or more, probably more likely, they were the first cartoons that wanted to be in the parade they appear to be German immigrants. I haven't read a whole lot of them, so this is a bit of speculation. But from what I've read on the Cats Jammer Kids comic strip, uh, it was a pretty popular comic strip covering the antics of uh, the Cats Jammer Kids. Uh, and they would be playing pranks on the authority figures in their life, such as Dirk Captain or their mother. It was pretty weird, pretty wild. I can't believe I'd never heard of them up until that point. So although we'd never heard of the Cat Jammer Kids, I think everyone is going to recognize the next big licensed balloon to be featured in the Macy's Parade. And that would be none other than Felix the Cat. And he was introduced in 1932. And like, you all know who Felix the Cat is, right? If you don't look it up, but... He is one of the most recognizable balloons to this day. And another iconic balloon that's been very prominently featured and has made multiple repeat appearances is Harold the Fireman, who has been a policeman, a fireman, a baseball player. So Harold debuted in 1945 as Obo the Hobo, who was a clown. Next year, the balloon for Bobo the Hobo was redesigned into a baseball player. In 1947, the baseball player was redesigned into Officer Pal. And finally, in 1948, Harold debuted as a firefighter. But then they decided, no, they, they still had to keep it going. They thought they'd bring it back to the roots. So in 1949, Harold was redesigned into a full-blown clown. He started as a clown, and he ended as a clown, until in 1996, Harold the Firefighter was brought back based off of his famous 1948 debut appearance. And I have to say, Harold the Fireman baseball player, Bobo the Hobo, whoever he may be, has always been iconic in my mind, because I always try to look out for him. Uh, when he's coming in the parade, if he's in the parade that year, you know, it all depends on what designs they have. And a quick little story, the cover art you see on this podcast, I actually drew in Microsoft Paint. So I drew Harold the Fireman by myself without tracing him or anything. And I have to say I'm very proud. But of course, Harold the Fireman is... Not the only famous balloon, of course. There have been so many other famous balloons, including, but not limited to, Ronald McDonald, Kermit the Frog, Snoopy in many iterations, Pikachu, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Goofy, Garfield, Clifford the Big Red Dog, SpongeBob SquarePants, Dora the Explorer, Hello Kitty, The Pink Panther, Scooby-Doo, Big Bird. The list truly does go on. 
Of course, balloons do have strict guidelines that they follow now in terms of size and what weather conditions they can and will fly in. And this was following some accidents that happened in the parade, which will be talked about in other episodes. But just know that um, Macy's takes many, many safety precautions to make sure that this parade is the safest it can be, but also still keeping to the tradition and still being super fun. In addition to the iconic traditional balloons, the Macy's Parade also features balloonicles, which are balloons on wheels, as well as faloons, which are balloons attached to floats. Balloonicles and faloons will be discussed in greater detail in later episodes, as the first faloon debuted in 1986, and the first balloonicle didn't appear until 2004. Floats are also a prominent feature of the Macy's Parade, and they are often sponsored by companies like Build-A-Bear Workshop, Ocean Spray, Universal Kids, formerly Sprout. So there are two really prominent floats in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. The first one is actually the oldest float, and it is Tom Turkey, and he is at the start of the parade every year, no questions asked. And the second prominent float is the last float in the parade, which is Santa Claus on his sleigh to usher in the holiday season. A lot of the floats also feature famous actors or spokespeople or musical performances like Miss America, the Jonas Brothers, Bad Bunny, Cool and the Gang, the Goo Goo Dolls, Ashley Tisdale, BB Rexa, Lauren Elena, Celine Dion, Leah Michelle, Idina Menzel, Fitz and the Tantrums, Pentatonix, The Muppets, Slash, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, and Sesame Street, which are two of my personal favorites because I'm obsessed with uh, Jim Henson and all his puppetry work. There are also ground performances from Broadway shows, and those started in 1980, and there are typically four or five shows that get showcased each year in the Macy's Parade. And some other ground performances that are included are numerous marching bands from across the country, the Macy's Great American Marching Band, the Radio City Music Hall Rockettes, random performance groups selected by the Macy's Parade, as well as the Spirit of America dancers and cheerleaders. And a little fun fact is that I was selected to be a Spirit of America cheerleader in 2015, but unfortunately I did not get to attend or perform because I did not have enough money to go. And I also would have been in college at that point, and I still would have been allowed to do it, but it just would have been really bad timing. So obviously, once the Macy's Parade began televising, the fight for exclusive broadcasting rights was on. At this point, we'd already seen some very prominent characters featured. We'd seen Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse. And when the parade was first televised in 1948, CBS had the exclusive broadcasting rights until 1953, when NBC nabbed the broadcasting rights for the Macy's Day Parade. And the official broadcast has had many hosts over the years, with the most recent being Hoda Kotb, Savannah Guthrie, and Al Roker. The former are up on a broadcasting platform of sorts, and Al Roker is on the ground or in a motorcycle sidecar. I can't wait to go and see this parade live. It's going to be an experience. And of course, we have other things planned, but we are keeping our fingers crossed that we can still go on this trip. As you guys know, it is currently May of 2020, and we are 
in the midst of the coronavirus or COVID-19 pandemic, and a lot of stuff is getting canceled. Currently, Broadway is closed until Labor Day, and that's a real bummer, but of course, we know it is for the health and safety of others. So we are keeping our fingers crossed that the parade is not canceled and that we can still go on this trip. And of course, thank you to all our frontline healthcare workers who are helping to slow the spread and heal everyone who's been affected by this pandemic. And we hope that this podcast can bring you guys some hope and some smiles and get you guys pumped for the parade, which is in a good couple of months. So thank you guys for tuning in to our podcast. Next week, we will be going over the earliest televised broadcast that still has a full recording available online, which is the 1959 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. We are so excited to be able to watch the oldest recording and give you guys the lowdown about what happened during that parade and what we think of it. Make sure you tune in next week. We are so excited to hear from you guys. And thank you for listening to our first episode. See you later.